morning, everyone. How are you all? Good. Amen. How good was that worship time? That was beautiful. What a wonderful word from God. Thank you, Dad. That was, that was awesome. You scared me, though. I was down in the front. I'm like, lost in worship. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. But wow, what a beautiful word. Hey, what, a, what just an encouragement from the heart of our Father that he wants us. He genuinely wants us. That's what the cross proves, doesn't it? That he wants us. He, he desperately wants us. And he's made every way possible for us to come back to him. How good is God? God is awesome. Jesus is awesome. We need to tell more people about him. We gotta spread the, the good news. This world needs hope, don't they? This world needs hope. You know, it's uh, an awesome communion. Thank you, Jacinta. Uh, God knows what he is doing. Uh, because her communion is my entire message. Um, so I'll just extrapolate on what Jacinta shared, and uh, we'll have a wonderful morning together. And, uh, and then stick around, get to know someone. You know what, I found out something about one of my favorite golden oldies here this morning. Where, where's Elizabeth? There she is, Elizabeth Ramsey. Everyone wave at Elizabeth Ramsey over, over there. If you're online, don't be shy, give us a wave. Elizabeth is amazing. Elizabeth is not her name. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you what her full name is. Oh, now you have to go ask her. That's not even her real name. She's been lying to me for 10 years. It's unbelievable. I'm not sure how you pulled that off. I once convinced my grade 11 and 12 uh, cohort in my geography class that I was actually born on a Qantas plane. And... Uh, I was so convincing they believed me, and when I tried to tell them I wasn't, they didn't believe me. They genuinely thought I was born on a Qantas plane. I had an answer for everything. Oh, you're not allowed to fly if you're about to give birth. I was a month premier. See, I had an answer for everything. Wait, how, what, are you an Australian? Yeah, I was in Australian waters. So uh, naturally, I'm an Australian citizen. There just happened to be a nurse on board. How good is that? And so mum and me had a little crazy time up on a Qantas plane and boom, out I came. And uh, they, I couldn't talk them out of it. So there you are, Elizabeth. You and I, we're pretty good at that, aren't we? <laughs> Anyways, you should ask her what her full name is. It's very queenly. Yes, she has multiple queen names. <laughs> I was like, that is fantastic. Oh, that is so good. Well, who, who has, uh, who's a list person? Anyone a list person here? Only a couple of you. The rest of you are sporadic. I like that. A little bit of wild side to your life, which is, which is good. Who, who, who made some New Year's resolutions though this year? Who thought 2021 is the year to do some stuff? Even if you didn't write them down, if you, hands up if you have at least made one goal for this year, something to do this year. A few little hands. Yeah, you're all shy. You know why. I'll tell you why you're a little bit shy about that. They say 78% of people fail achieving their New Year's resolutions within the first three days of making them. 92% within the first three weeks and 97% within the first three months. But I have good news for you. 100% of people who make no New Year's resolutions don't fail at all. So uh, if you wanna be a winner at life, just don't make goals and uh, you'll be right. They also say that 60% of all statistics are made up. And um, I made those ones up, but they sounded pretty good, didn't they? 
that probably believable. I mean, who's they anyway? They say a lot of things. I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon and become one of them. Ah, uh, yeah, Joel, going, didn't I? Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to preach to you all this morning. I have a word that I feel God has really put on my heart for Emerge Church for the start of the year. And uh, as God is so good, it ties in with what he said through Dad and what Jacinta shared to us for communion. So let's pray and we'll come around the word. Lord God, we thank you so much that your word is alive because you're alive. And God, we ask that this morning it would change us, that we go into the very depth of our spirit, into the very bone marrow of our being. Lord God, we want to walk out closer to you today, different, changed, excited about 2021 and what you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said, amen, amen. You know, kids know what they want. They really know what they want. Anyone who's got children, they, they know that kids know exactly what they want and when they want it, and they are willing to chuck a tantrum if they don't get it exactly how they want it and when they want it. Kids are great at asking for things, aren't they? Sometimes they ask really funny questions. I've got a couple of questions here that some young children have asked. One kid was found crying, and when asked why he was crying, he said that he couldn't put his banana back in its peel to save it for later. Why is the moon called the moon, mummy? It's a good question. Does anyone know why the moon is called the moon? I don't. How did people make the first tools if they didn't have any tools? How awesome is that? What a great question from a young person. In the olden days, Dad, was everything black and white? <laughs> oh, I love that. Mum, my belly hurts. Am I pregnant? Asked a five-year-old boy. <laughs> Oh, kids, kids are just good at lighting up life, aren't they? Well, I've got some gift requests. Here we are, some stuff that young people want. Little James wanted a cat for his birthday, but when his dad tried to explain that he was allergic to cats and what that meant, James replied simply, that's okay, Daddy. You can just sleep outside instead. <laughs> My son asked for a HDMI cable. He was four. All my niece wanted for her birthday was life-sized remote-control wrestling monkeys. When I suggested that might be a little tricky, she said with a sigh, well, if that's too hard, I don't mind if they're boxing instead of wrestling. <laughs> oh, man, kids, kids are fantastic, aren't they? They're like childlike faith, they know exactly what they want. They place no limitations on what they ask for. Their requests are often unreasonable, unrealistic, and mostly unattainable. But isn't that the beauty of being a child? And maybe there's a key in that. Maybe there's something in that. Maybe they, they don't realize the ridiculousness of their requests. Maybe they still think that the impossible is possible. And maybe that's the key for us today. Maybe not limiting our requests or the outcome that God can do based on our past experience or based on what we believe is possible. Think about it, God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the God who has a storehouse laden with gifts, like more than enough. Our God, the one who wants to display his majesticness to the world around him, why? So that they'll come back to God. Maybe in 2021, we need to ask the right person for what we want. 
Maybe we need to start asking our parents for the unrealistic, unattainable, ridiculous requests. Maybe we need to take stock of what we have and what we don't have. So I want to ask you a question. It's the title of my message this morning. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want from 2021? What would make a difference to you this year? What would you be excited that you got from God when you look back at the end in December 2021 and you look back and you go, I am so glad that I pressed in for that this year, that I didn't let another year just simply pass me by. You know, how many of you often find yourself going, whoa, it's already the middle of Feb. That's unbelievable. Time will just keep ticking along and things will just keep passing you by if you don't make a decision for what you want. What will you do to get it? Come on, Jesus said, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and that you might have it in abundance. That you might have it abundantly. So are you living abundantly? Are you living in abundance? Are you living with more than enough? Because if you've got more than enough for you, it means you have more than enough to give it away. Because if you're not living in abundance, then you are not living the lifestyle that Jesus said he came to give you. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance so that you would have more than enough. I'm not talking about a acquiring an abundance of stuff. Honestly, what, what good is stuff really? Well, some stuff is okay. It's not bad to enjoy the fruit of your labor, as it says in Proverbs. It's not bad to have so that you are able to give. You know, with the abundance, it, it actually starts to create an overflow in your life. Life and life abundance. God said you don't need to work for it. You don't need to struggle for it. I came to give it to you. Children don't struggle for what their parents give them. Their parents just give it to them because their parents just love them because their parents just want the best for them. How much more, Jesus said, would a heavenly father not want to do that for us? You know, I believe sometimes it's maybe not that we need to get more from God. Maybe it's just that we need to steward better what God has already put in our lives to implement the biblical principles in life. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 puts it this way. Jesus said, give and you will receive. Your gift though will return to you in full measure. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. That sounds like abundance. We're getting somewhere. Running over, definitely abundance. And poured into your lap, definitely abundance. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So you see the, the overflow comes from generosity. The overflow is the abundance. Overflow means you have more than enough. Why would God give you back, pressed down, shaken together, and brimming all over out into your lap so that you realize that you have way more than enough for you and for all the people around you? That's abundance. That's living in the overflow. So how do you activate the abundance? How do you get the overflow started in your life? Well, it takes us to put our trust in God and to say, God, I'm gonna give because I know what you're gonna do for me. Can I promise you this? God will always outgive you. 
He has way more than we do. He has way more than we do. He is not scrounging around looking for stuff to throw down into our lap. He's like, you give, I will give it back to you. Red letter, Jesus said it, it's truth. It's in the Bible, which means we can believe it. So I wanna ask you again, what do you want? You know, this is a question that Jesus asked a man in the Bible. What do you want? As if he didn't know (laughs) what he wanted. Jesus knew exactly what he wanted. What do you want? He asked a man that was going to perform a miracle for him. And I believe that God is asking us that same question at the start of this year, 2021. My friends who I've chosen, my my children who I have loved, what do you want? Let's look at this. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52 is when Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. It says, then they reached Jericho and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him and a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said. I love people, eh? The crowd, first yelling at him to be quiet. Now they're yelling at him to cheer up. Make your mind up, come on. He said, come on, he's calling you. So Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. And Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. So this man was a blind man. Most commentaries say that he was the son of a blind man. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. Blind man, son of a blind man. So there's a lot of blindness going on in this guy's world. But he wasn't just blind, he was also begging. Which shows that he had no one to look after him or no one that wanted to look after him. No family member that loved him. So he was having to beg to be able to survive, to to at least stay alive. God gave me this anchor thought for the preach. Jesus asked this man, what do you want me to do for you? It's a strange question coming from God. Why would Jesus ask this blind beggar what he wanted? Isn't it obvious? Well, maybe, maybe not. You see, this blind man could have asked for a lot of different things. He could have asked what he'd been asking every day of his life. Can I have some money? Can I have some stuff to help me out? I need food. Can I have some food? I need clothes. This uh, jacket I threw off, just way over there. I can't see it, but I'm sure you can. (laughs) It's uh, it's getting a little bit holy and not in the good way, Lord. Uh, Can I have a jacket? Can I have another tunic? Can I have some clothes? Maybe, a, you know, an upgrade on the mattress. A pillow might be nice. Some other dude stole it last night. Like, there's a lot of things this blind man could have asked Jesus. Do you know what he asked him to do? 
the one thing no one else could do for him. Something that only God could do. Something that was a miracle. Something that was a messianic prophetic miracle. That blind eyes might be open. He asked Jesus for, Jesus for something that had never happened. Something, how, did he even, how did he even think that it could be possible? Wouldn't it just be smarter to ask for, you know, a whole stack of money and some clothes and some food so that he could just make it through life? God, that'll, just, that'll be enough for me. But no, he chose to ask for something that was literally physically impossible, his sight. You know what sight would do for a blind man? Everything. He can go and make his own money. He can go and plant his own food. He can go to the markets and trade and buy and he can get a, a king-size mattress on a bed, in a house that he can look after because he's got his sight. What miracle are you asking God for? What are you gonna believe for in 2021 that only your God can do for you? Something that you can't achieve by your own hands, something that you need God in your life for because he wants to be a part of your life. Sure, God can meet your needs. He wants to do that, he loves to do that, but God can do so much more than that. Check out this, Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So I like to put it like this, where my imagination ends, God's begins. What I think is where he starts. So think of the craziest things that you want to happen in the world around you and start to ask God that he would do exceedingly abundantly more than that, more than we might even think or ask. That's who your God is. We need to stop limiting our unlimited God. I believe we need to start asking for things that only God could ever do, ask for something that honours who God is, something that honours the sacrifice that he paid on the cross for us to have that free access into the very throne room of God to start to believe that he is more than just the provider of our needs, that he wants us to have life and life abundantly. That to me would show the world out there that this is what they need, that they don't have to become a beggar to become a child of God, know that they can be the head and not the tail, that they can have more than enough, that they're more than conquerors, that they serve a God that they can put their hope and trust in. We are called to be ambassadors of that God, not of a little God, of a God who's asleep, but of a God who's alive and active and wants us. I believe we need to start asking God for more. You know, this thought prompted me why would God be asking us to ask him for more? I believe it's because God wants us to commune with him. God is saying, stop trying to do it on your own. Stop going to man. Stop going to stuff to try and solve things. Come to me. Come to God. Who loves birthdays? Everyone loves birthdays. Come on, every, even if you, you know, you've had a few, you still love them. Come on, let's be honest. Yes. Mm, I love birthdays. Birthdays, in my opinion, is the one day out of all 365 days that I get to think about me. <laughs> I can be 
somewhat selfish for one day of the year. It's all about me. And I love that my wife starts it at the first day of the month. She's like, can I give you your presents now? It's June. It's fantastic. She's like, my birthday's not till the 24th. Just so you all know. You know, when I was young, I would always ask for a Lamborghini Gallardo. It was on the bottom of every birthday list. Mum and Dad would ask me, Joe, what do you want? I'd write it all out. Lamborghini Gallardo. And never got it. Until one day, one year, I was a teenager, still hoping and dreaming for that Lamborghini Gallardo. And my dad came through for me. What a guy. I'm unwrapping my presents, and there it is, a Hot Wheels Lamborghini Gallardo. It was awesome. It was this big. I did not fit in it. <laughs> so I've changed tact ever since my honeymoon. Took Ivana over to America. It was absolutely fantastic, and God blessed me so much, even down to the point of I needed to hire a vehicle for a particular component of this surprise trip that no one knew about except me and Two of my boys in the groom's party. It was awesome. Not even Pastor Mark knew. <laughs> he tried so hard to find out where I was going. He's like, oh, you never know. I might know someone there. I could hook you up with some stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even, at the, even on the, like, at the reception. He's like, oh, so where are you going? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we went to America. And we got into San Fran. And I, I drive in. And because of a, a mistake with the Hertz website when I was hiring the wedding cars, they made me a VIP member for life. And I got 50% off and unlimited everything. I might thank God for website mistakes. It was awesome. And uh, so I roll on in. And my name's on the screen because I'm a VIP now. Never hired from him before. It was awesome. God is so good. And uh, roll on up to this car. And I get in. What was $2,000 for the week, I got it for $400. How good is that? It was a Dodge Challenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supercharged. Yes, Brandon, V8. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sport. Oh, Two-door coupe, sunroof. It was fantastic. I called her Ruby. Red, burgundy-ish Ruby. It was awesome. Unbelievable. I get in this car. Oh, it was made for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. So now, on the bottom of my birthday list, I've started asking for a Dodge Challenger. And then guess what? Last year, you guessed it. I got it. Yep, my older brother Luke, he got me a Lego Dodge Challenger. It was fantastic. And it's like this big. So my theory is, you guessed it, if I keep asking... There is a somewhat multiplying factor going on here. So I'm thinking that the next one's going to be about here to about here big, and it is definitely going to fit me inside it this time. I'm like, come on, God. You know what I want. You know, I think there's a key in that again. To have an attitude like a child. Maybe we need to ask for more than we've been asking for. You know, Joshua asked for the sun to stand still. You think about that, the sheer audacity. Hey, God, um, I know there's a lot of other people around the world that rely on the sun, you know, for food and photosynthesis and all of those other wonderful things. And, you know, uh, maybe some guy was going to propose on the other side of the, the uh, world. And uh, no, not today, buddy. Nope, Joshua. Sorry, my, my son over there is fighting a battle for the Lord and he needs a little bit more light to finish him off. So, uh, son, 
stand still. Do you believe that God, the creator of all the universe, answered the prayer of one man and made the sun stand still? That's incredible. That's audacious. That's abundant. That's believing that our God can literally do anything for us. Sun, stand still. I believe it's time to start to ask for the ridiculous, for the things that you can't do that only God can do in the world around you. Our unlimited, all-powerful, mighty Jesus Christ, God. That's what he can do. Let me share this verse with you, though. 1 John 5, 14 to 15 says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So I might not get my Dodge Challenger. So I don't know if that's gonna please God, but uh, I know that most things please God for us. Asking according to his will, something that pleases him for us. Maybe it's not even that you need to ask God. Maybe you need to start asking him for the right thing or for the right stuff that he wants you to have in your life so that you can do what you've been called to do. So I've got a couple of questions and points around this thought of blind Bartimaeus. Number one, you need to be willing to push through the resistance. Resistance might not be your no. Just because you're getting a bit of pushback in what you're asking God for, that might not be God saying no. Maybe it's just something that you need to push through. Maybe it's something where you need to, to see a bit of breakthrough tenacity in your prayer life. You know, you think about this, people yelling at him, be quiet, be quiet, stop yelling out and bothering Jesus. Can't you see He's on a mission, he's on the way to go do something. People yelling words, the enemy yelling words, telling you to be quiet, God doesn't care about you, God doesn't want you to have the abundance in your life, you're different to every single other human being in the planet, you're the only one like you, and God doesn't like you as much as he likes all the other humans, so just be quiet. All those thoughts that we have and stuff like that going on, they didn't just whisper it either. They were yelling at this guy, be quiet. Let the master pass through. But I love what he did. He just yelled all the more. Maybe that's what you need to do this year is start to cry out even more, get a little bit of desperation. You ever seen that kid in the shopping center trying to get his way? You know that kid. <laughs> like that kid is screaming. You know, go go the parents that don't back down. I even told, told this uh, person one time, I was like, go you, don't listen to him. Like, everyone's looking at this poor lady and Wooly as this kid is giving it to her. And she's just like, like, like he doesn't even exist. I'm like, you're a super mum. That is unbelievable. Like, I'm a bit of an extrovert. That's why I'm talking to you and no one else is. But uh, man, that would annoy me. I would just leave the child. I don't know whose kid that is. Like, seriously. Uh, lost child, all four, not mine. <laughs> you think about that kid. They really know what they want, don't they? And they will be tenacious in that little tantrum. They will jump up and down and scream and shout and do whatever they can. I believe not in, dig, in indignation or out of disobedience, but in desperation. We need to be a little bit more like those kids. To have a little bit of faith. 
to be like Jacob. He wrestled all night long with God until he got his word. We need to be willing to push through the resistance again and again until we see the breakthrough that we've been believing for. Jesus put it like this in Matthew 7, 7, keep on asking. Ask and ask again and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. My next point is this, you need to be willing to let go of your way to be able to trust in God's way. There's something interesting that I, I saw when I was reading this passage about blind Bartimaeus. He got up and took the time to throw away his cloak. He threw off what he had. He's like, I don't want this anymore. This thing, I, I, what if I trip over in the crowd? Or what if it's gonna stop me from getting what God wants to give me? This, thing's, this thing is the identity of a beggar. I'm not a beggar, I'm a child of God. And I just have heard that Jesus is walking by. So sometimes we need to be willing to let go of what we've been doing, to let go of what, what we have, the stuff in our lives and things like that, the things that have been holding us back. Hebrews 12.1 puts it this way. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Every weight, even the cloaks, even the stuff of this world, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And then let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So let's strip it off. Let's take off the things that we have done. The Ishmael. To take it off the things that we've tried to produce to make a counterfeit miracle. To say, God, I'm gonna hold on to your word. I'm gonna put my trust in you and you alone because you are the one that can do it. I'm gonna ask for you what only you can do, come on, don't get comfortable with what you have because God has so much more for you. My next thought is this, maybe you don't think you can come to Jesus because you're in a situation of your own fault. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the father of all lies. Rebuke it, stand against it, take it captive, cast it away, put it in jail and lock it up and don't go visit it. That's what taking it captive means. Don't process it and work it through and try and unpack it and decide why you got there. Just put it away because the Bible says that he will not condemn you. Check out these two verses. John three seventeen says that God sent his son into the world not to judge it, but to save it through him. And Romans 8, 1 says that there is now no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus. So if you are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are not condemned. You are set free from all of that. You are like the child coming to Jesus. The cross dealt with all of that. So come and ask again. God knows who we are. He knows our humanity. You think about it. He knows who we are. And yet he still created us. He still made you. He still came back for you. He still chooses you today. He wants you, come on, don't allow the lies of the devil to bring a mindset upon you that will limit what you can do because of what you have done. Don't allow the lies of the devil to bring a mindset upon you that will limit what you can do because of what you have done. Come on, it's because of what he has done, amen? So what do we do while we're waiting? Trust in God that he will provide for you.
James 4.2 says, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Can I encourage you this morning, you can trust in God. Maybe you need to rebuild your trust in Him again. The only way to rebuild trust is to give it another go. So ask and ask again. Jesus is not just another rabbi passing you by. He's the one that can do it. He is not just like the other Pharisees that walked on by this blind beggar his whole entire life. No, he came with authority. He came with the ability to change that man's life. And God wants to change your life. And he wants to change your life so much that it will literally overflow into your lap and change the life of those around you. If you are not impacting the people around you, you are not producing much fruit, then Jesus said, you are an illegitimate child. You are not a disciple. He wants you to have abundance so that you can give and give again to create the overflow in your life. Jesus is the Son of God and He is able to do what you need Him to do. Come on, can you have the band to come back up, please? What do you want? What do you want? Is there something stopping you from asking Jesus? Is there something holding you back? When you come before your God, what are you asking for? What are you asking Him for? What do you need from Him to do what you've been called to do? And what are you gonna do to get it? And how hard and how long are you gonna be willing to fight to get it? To push back through the resistance and to cry out again and again. Can I get a little evangelistic on you? for a moment, I'll do it anyway. (laughs) Don't be like the crowd. Don't yell at people. And don't be silent to people. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. So when you walk past the blind Bartimaeus, when you walk past the generation right now that is blind, and is crying out, begging for stuff. You have what they need. So tell them, cheer up and come to Jesus. Cheer up and come to church with me. Cheer up, I've got a spare seat in my car and I can get you to emerge church on Sunday morning, on Sunday night. Look, there's plenty of them, they're empty. There's stacks of them, in fact, up the back. Cheer up, come to my home. We've run out of room with the one per two meter square rule, but it's okay because we've got church online and I will do it with you in my home, my place. Come on, we need to start to yell out louder than the enemy is yelling at them, saying, hey, don't look at you. Why would God ever want you? Look at your life. You're just there because you know, God would never, oh, the church is just there to judge you. Don't even bother. Come on, we need to yell out to the world around us louder than what the enemy is yelling out. We need to fight harder for the world around us than what the enemy is fighting for them. Come on, let not the enemy say we got another one. Let the angels rejoice and throw a party in heaven and say, woohoo, 
got another one. Come on, kingdom of darkness and kingdom of light. That's all there is. Heaven or hell, that's the only two places they can go. Come on, we gotta fight hard this year, get on our knees longer and cry out in desperation for our generation. Come on, Jesus is the one they need. All they hear is life's not worth living. You'll never amount to anything. You're ugly, you're not smart enough. No one will ever love you. Those who endure the abuse, the pain, the beatings, all of those things that our world is going through, drugs and alcohol, looking for a way out. Jesus is their answer. Jesus is their answer. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. I believe Jesus is asking you a question today like He asked blind Bartimaeus, what do you want? Decide what you want from God and ask Him for it. Because He's calling you into His throne room. He's saying, hey, what do you want? What do you want? What would change your life forever? What would create an overflow and an abundance in your life that would activate something that would start to initiate the call that God's got on your life. What do you want? What do you wanna see? What do you wanna see in your workplace? Come on, picture those people right now. Close your eyes and start to say, God, this is what I want for this year. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop wrestling with you all night until I get it. Come on, look at those people in your family that, that don't know Him. What do you want? Come on, look at what's going on in your world. Look at what's going on in your school, your university. Come on, tell God what you want. Because He wants to commune with you. He wants to hear what you want. Jesus. What do you want for 2021? What can only Jesus do for you? What do you want to see in your family, your neighbourhood, the people around you? What miracle are you gonna ask God to perform for you this year? Come on, Lord, I pray you know the people here, you know what they're going through in God right now. Lord, I ask that you would help us to put our trust in you again. Lord, to build our faith in you and you alone. Lord, help us to put aside, to, to strip off the things that are blocking us or to put aside human reason or limitations that we have placed on you, God, I pray that you would help us to believe for miracles again. Lord, that we would ask you for what only you can do. God, you see the needs. You see what would unlock us. So God, I ask on behalf of Emerge Church, Lord, for this region that you have placed us in the northern suburbs of Brisbane and Morton Bay, Lord, that we would represent a real, living, loving God. Lord, help us to dream dreams that honour your sacrifice. Lord, help us to pray prayers that honour what you did for us on the cross. Lord, help us to trust in you. Lord, right now we call out the family members in our lives that don't know you. God, we ask that you would help us, Holy Spirit, go before us this year. Let 2021 be the year. We pray in Jesus' Name. Lord, where we see our family coming back to you. Lord, help us to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. 
Lord, that we would see blind eyes open, deaf ears open, lame people walking. Lord, that we would see a generation speaking in heavenly languages. Lord, that we would be able to see miracles being performed. Lord, that we would be Your church, ambassadors, strangers from another place, not fitting in, but standing out. Lord, I pray that You would cause us to get desperate for what You have challenged us, what You have called us to do. In Jesus' Name. Lord, I ask that You would help us to strip aside the things that are distracting us, that are consuming our time, that aren't from You, things that are feeding our flesh and not our spirit. Lord, help us to devote time to You, to come and commune with You, to tell You what we want. Lord, help us. We humble ourselves and we say we need You. We can't do it without You.